Next on BYU Sports Nation, an unforgettable roller coaster ride comes to an end for BYU basketball. What stands out the most from the last season? We'll talk to graduating senior Nate Austin about his final game and former Cougar Anson Winder about expectations next season. Plus, number one ranked rugby lays the smackdown again, and Forbes ranks BYU number one in something else. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey everybody. Hey brother. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, March 30th, wherever. However, you have chosen to dial in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who drowns his sorrows. In rock concerts, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, after the postgame show that we did uh, last night, uh, we went and saw Smashing Pumpkins up in Salt Lake. It was great. It was fun. Everybody under the age of the 30 is like, who? What? What? <laughs> no, it was it was great. Yeah, it was kind of an older crowd, but it, it was uh, older for us, I guess. But yeah, it was really fun. They played for like three hours. We saw like more than two hours, and we missed the first five or six songs. All of you young great. kiddos, if you are not aware of Smashing Pumpkins, YouTube the song 1979. Or Jerem's favorite song? Today, tonight. Those are two different songs. Bullet with Butterfly Wing. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I wore black today, by the way, to signal the end of the men's basketball season. Yeah, whenever BYU... It's a sad day. It really is. Whenever BYU goes through a tough loss, like generally my psyche is I want to be in something really comfortable and kind of low-key. So generally it's like a hoodie for me. Yeah? That's... Hold on, I got it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Jerem's, I got, I got he's my f- wardrobe consultant Hold here. On, on, there's another one in the pocket <laughs> way over there. Okay, we're friends. <laughs> we're friends, man. Thank you. Well, I should have I did that before no, the show, really but here appreci- we are. No, I really appreciate that. In high definition that. on BYU TV. Despite the basketball season coming to a close, we are going to give you three reasons to feel at least a little bit better today. Starting <laughs> with this. Forbes has ranked BYU the number one best value as a private school. It's pretty specific, but I'll take it. Number one, man. We're number one. Okay, but listen to this. Not as specific, but still pretty prestigious. Number two, the second ranked overall best school in the U.S. Now that means something. Yeah, no, that's great. Hey, Forbes. Wow, that's but, that's still a best value school overall. But yeah. still, best value school overall in the United States? Yeah. Hey. Thanks, coo- Forbes. Hey, coupons are coupons. Values value. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say a ton happier. I just said at least a little bit better this morning, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better now. Number two. Championship. The value Y championship. Awards. The Y Awards are tonight. BYU's version of the ESPYs. And I, we're hosting ho- it. Yeah, I hope the hosts are good. Oh, wait, it's us. <laughs> we have a Y Award from 2014. 14. So this is two years We old. won Y Award for Best Future Host. It's, it's not about the captain either. I'm going to take the captain's armband. Yeah, I'm the captain yeah. now. You could seriously hurt something or somebody with yeah. this thing. Yeah, careful. Good yeah, we're grief. excited. Um, yeah, it used to be on TV. It's not on TV. It's uh, you know for the athletes and coaches. So we'll have some of the winners on the show tomorrow. We'll talk about uh, who won what. So that's coming up on tomorrow's program. But yeah, it'll be a fun day tonight. Why we ran out some tuxes. We're with tuxes. We look great. It's going to be awesome. Well, debatably. And then there's number three, football related. Countdown to the Wildcats. 157. I'm just bored, so I embrace it. <laughs> Basketball's over. But listen, listen, we have stuff until the middle of May. Baseball, volleyball. We, have, we still have a ton of broadcast. Softball on BYU TV. 
It's going to be fun. There's some relevant games left. But once we hit May, once we hit May, it is the dark, lonely, gray, <laughs> dreary summer with no men's basketball or football. A uh, mere 157 days. Else. A mere 157 days. Next Wednesday, we're 150 away. Hey, how about this, though? I'm feeling, I'm feeling better about it. Four months to fall camp. Four months to fall camp. Today. Is that what you're saying? I think so, yeah. It's always, or yeah. Or close. Yeah. Something close to that. <laughs> Four months-ish. Maybe since the college basketball season has now officially ended in for, Provo. For, yeah. I more, was like, there's still games this weekend. More people can get on board for the countdown. Yeah, we'll see. You know. While you ponder that, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The BYU basketball season over after a loss in the NIT semifinals 72-70 to Valparaiso. The Cougars finished the season with 26 wins and 11 losses. Why those 11 losses will, in a way, impress you when you look at the course of the season. We'll explain in just a minute. Kyle Collinsworth finished the game with 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals. He was named AP Honorable Mention All-American yesterday as well. Congratulations to him. TJ Haas has returned from his two-year LDS mission yeah! trip to Lyon, France. Yesterday afternoon, he tweeted out the following, quote, I'm back. With an American flag. That dude's so American. <laughs> Chase Mer- Fisher loves that tweet so yeah, much. He's about three things, God's guns and America. That is right. Hey, a lot of people are excited about TJ House. I should mention Connor Harding, BYU signee, who'll go on his mission first, got his mission call yesterday to Atlanta, Georgia. Congratulations so, to Connor. Yeah, congrats to him. And contract details for the BYU and Virginia football series were obtained by FBSchedules.com. It boils down to this. BYU gets two home games without having to pay Virginia to come to Provo. Huh? Virginia pays BYU 450K Woo. to travel to Charlottesville, plus an extra 250K for the contract change. The third game is scheduled for November 1st, 2025 in Provo. Sum so, all that up. BYU gets $700,000 from Virginia and gets two home games and only one return trip to Charlottesville, and they don't have to pay anything to Virginia. And probably t- two or three wins. Two, which is more important than the 700000 Speculation that the Bronco Mendenhall situation may have factored into this May somehow. have? Are you kidding? It had to, right? 180%. The, buy, the buyout. The, the in Bronco his Mendenhall contract buyout in his contract, yes. Yeah. So, so the benefits of you know, Bronco Mendenhall going to Virginia for BYU, they get two Power 5 games and don't have to pay a cent? Uh, this sounds amazing. Yeah, add that to the $80,000 that Utah gave BYU yeah, for... Yeah, because 80000 is a lot in sports. <laughs> It's like like 20 bucks. $780,000. That's enough reason to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Roller coaster ride. We started out real rough. Couldn't seem to get the ball moving. Couldn't seem to get in the hoop. But uh, second half, we fought really hard. We came together, but in the end, we were just two points short. BYU junior forward Kyle Davis summarizing BYU's season finale loss, and in a way, the entire season. A case study in the major ups and sometimes double-digit downs of the 2015-2016 season. BYU basketball lose by two to Valparaiso in the NIT semifinals. They close out a campaign in which they won 26 games, and as we have documented well on the show, went back to New York City for the second time in four years. But, Jerem, what a ride. I mean... It hurts to lose and lose that final game, but major props to three outstanding seniors, Kyle Collins with Chase Fisher and Nate Austin. Yeah, it, it was, this was a fun season. I enjoyed it a lot. 26 wins is good. It's really good. Uh, you know, winning at Gonzaga was fun. 
Nick Emery and Zach Selyus, their development. Kyle Collinsworth, six more triple doubles. The flu game. Chase Fisher, the second most prolific three-point shooter in BYU history. I had a lot of fun with this season. I'll, I'll miss the contributions of those three seniors. Yet the future is bright, so people will probably turn the page pretty quick on this season because BYU is bringing in like four top 100 talents. So people are very excited. But let us not forget you know, what Kyle Collinsworth meant to this program, Chase Fisher, and then Nate Austin. Nate Austin, uh, we've had fun with Nate on this show, and so we appreciate what those guys have done. And he'll join us later on in the show. We hear from Nate after that loss in New York. Maybe it's the seniors that you will remember the most from this specific team, or not. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What stands out the most to you about uh, the, from the BYU basketball season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Milton underscore Rat. This is uh, the dad of that family that uh, drove from the Chapmans from the Olympic Peninsula to the uh, football game Saturday. That was awesome. They can play with any team. So many games decided by so few points. Now he's on to something. Point. He's on to something there. The Cougars found themselves in an all-too-familiar predicament last night, that being a first-half double-digit deficit. Mm. Common to this season, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This season, BYU trailed by double digits in nine of the 11 losses. And then you add five games at BYU actually won. Wow. So in 14, make it 16, 16 games this season, BYU trailed by double digits in the game. That's a lot. That's a lot. What but in the I, world? It, I look at two, two angles on this. One is, wait, why did that happen? Why was BYU going down double digits in 16 of the 37 games? That's almost half. That's a lot. And, th- and then the other side is, how did BYU... Uh, only lose one game by double digits this season. They only season. lost one game all yeah. year by double digits, and it was 11. At St. Mary's on New Year's Eve. That was just a weird situation. Um, you open up conference play, or was it the second game? I think it was the first game, It was right? the conference opener. Yeah, that's just a weird situation. So two, two sides of that coin. Wait, why is BYU uh, getting down double digits in these games at all, right? Uh, most of these on the road, by the way. And last night, BYU trailed by 16. Anson Widener made a great point. He'll join us coming up. BYU dug itself too big, big a hole to come out of, to get out of. And that happened mo- a lot of times this season. Yet, the average margin of loss for BYU was four points. Same last year, 19 of the 21 losses last two years for BYU, single digits. Credit BYU for fighting back last night like they have done all year. I just, it's hard for me I don't to, want to have to fight back. To wrap right? my head around the fact that they've been down by double digits in almost half of the games they played this year and only lost one by double figures, and it was only 11 at St. Mary's. I mean, that that says something about this team. So, yeah, credit where credit is due. Yeah, and the other side is don't get down that <laughs> yes. much. Then you don't have to and you're fight back Probably like that. in the NCAA tournament because of that. Yes, yes. So it's a little bit better defense. It's uh, more depth. Those are the two things that kind of stick out to me. It, is it killer instinct? Because I, I think that Kyle Collinsworth has killer instinct. But I'm not sure there was enough behind some of those guys. Like, what was BYU's bench this year? I'm talking guys that come in and then make an impact on the game. Generally speaking, there was one guy. And it Zach, was Zach Selyus. There were other guys that came in the game. but bought... I mean, Nate Austin made an impact as well. But I mean, like, is going to continue the momentum. A lot of yeah. times, that, that didn't happen, I think, as much as BYU wanted. Jake Toulson wasn't there. Jamal Eights did not develop to the degree that BYU needed. So hopefully next year, BYU can have more guys behind the starters that come in and make an impact, like Zach says. Good tweet from at Everyday Jess. She says, only one double-digit loss. If they got down, they battled back and made it a game every time. An exciting special group of guys. 
Yeah, yeah, and credit to these guys for what it was. They are the ones to blame for the double-digit deficit, but they're also the ones to credit for climbing back in the game. But if if you don't dig yourself a hole, then you're not you don't have to climb out of it, right? Like if this season was a movie, it'd be the movie Holes. Holes. BYU dug itself too many holes this season. In the end, it cost BYU getting to the NCAA tournament. And unfortunately, in a game like this, where BYU had an incredible second half, plus 15 on rebounds. So good. Shot the ball well. We're executing down the stretch. The hole was too big to get out of in the end. At St. Kim had a fantastic tweet last night. He said, essentially, if you gave up on this team in the first half, you don't know this team very well. Yeah, that that was, (laughs) as we discovered, 16 of the 37 games, BYU trailed by double digits. 16? That's a lot. BYU ended up winning five of those. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What stands out most to you from this BYU basketball season at wise underscore guy says, with ups and downs, it was steel. Steel. Still, Phil, Phil Steel. Really fun. Never gave up and didn't always get it done, but always. Make it exciting. Yeah, I thought this season was exciting. Fun yeah. is a great word to describe this season. I will season. remember this season as fun. Yeah. The, the NIT run, the three home games, that was fun. Unfortunately, BYU couldn't pull it out last night. At BYU LASF Jazz, it was basically injury-free. Good point. Good point. I'll take it. Coming up, Dave McCann watched the game in New York. What was his lasting impression of the trip to the Big Apple? But first, former star Anson Winder and his thoughts on the game. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU Television. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Anson Winder's here. We'll introduce him in a moment to chat with him, but surprise to no one because we expected you to be here. We hung out with Anson all last night. It was great. Uh, Saturday, we have a special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation coming up. This uh, Saturday, Elder S. Gifford-Nielsen, the quorum of the 70, uh, will join us. He is a former BYU quarterback, of course, as well. And uh, basketball player. Boiler, great. Yeah, but we'll, we'll address that with him as well. That's at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's the hour before LDS General Conference on BYU TV. We jokingly call it Countdown to Conference. We should preview some of the, like, the talks that <laughs> are coming. No, it's, that's not, we're not going to do that. It's going to be a BYU sports night. What stands out most to you from this BYU basketball season? Join our Twitter conversation using the hashtag BYUSN at FabulousFuss with three S's. Says, we improved a ton. Big Rush of Five got 12 triple doubles. Hashtag you triple had, double You had king. to Mormon edit that. And Nick Emery is a beast too. Yes, I had to on the fly Mormon edit that. <laughs> It's what we do, man. Live yeah. television. Yeah. Six triple-doubles this year for Kyle Collins. I mean, and he ended up having a four-by-five. Ended up having five turnovers as well. So five-by-five, five, if you will. Records are generally broken, night. but that one may take a very long time <laughs> to break. Unbelievable, right? I mean, unbelievable. We'll miss his ability to rebound the basketball and distribute. Seven and a half assists a game? That's ridiculous. He did t- 12 triple-doubles in two years. It wasn't over the After whole- an ACL It was tear. in two years. Six per season. Joining <laughs> us now, the aforementioned and already introduced Anson Weiner, but now we formally introduce him again in Studio B, <laughs> former BYU basketball player and BYU hoops analyst. Anson, nice to have you back. Thanks for having me, guys. When do you not wear a sweater? Uh, to bed. <laughs> Other than that, Pretty you much. catch me in a sweater. <laughs> it's always sweater weather. You were always, yeah, you were always wearing a sweater your freshman year, too. That's true. Jim when Fred I was senior, yeah. hanging out on the bench, yeah. 
That's true. Me and Brandon. What a guy, man. You're our Mr. Rogers, bro. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) Jaren's our fashion consultant today. He was obviously not. You know, picking different things off of my shirt earlier in the show. So, Harris, yeah. Anson looks Your pretty hairs falling out. I'm he sorry. Looks pretty <laughs> 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 I hit to nobody's surprise. <laughs> okay, Anson, now that you've had some time to sleep on it, we hung out and did the post game show uh, on BYU TV last night. What's your lasting impression from BYU's final game of the season now that you've been able to digest it a little bit more? Um, it was sporadic, up and down a little bit, as we could see, but it was a team that finally figured it out towards the end of the year. Um, they they went on a streak, and I know we talked about this numerous times, that you, you kind of catch your tempo at the end of the year and you go on a run and you can get to that postseason tournament and have some success, and they did that. The Final Four of the NIT is a great accomplishment. We dug into more uh, of a point that you made yesterday, which was, oh, they dug themselves too big a hole. So we discovered that in nine of the 11 losses this year that BYU uh, was down double digits in the game. Um it, it says something about the team to be able to fight back in those games. It also says something about the team that they were down there in the first place. So how, how do you think the coaching staff might address this going into the next season? Um, it's definitely the preparation to start games. Um, you look at, like you said, there's so many games where BYU started down and have spent most of their time climbing back, and then by the time they climb back into it, it's so far into the game that you pretty much exhausted a lot of your energy. Um, so I'd love to see BYU get off to better starts. Um, next year and, and see how those outcomes play out. How does BYU get off to better starts, in your opinion? Um, starts on the defensive end. If you can get your defense going and get some easy baskets around the rim to start, I think that kind of contributes to you know, that pace throughout the course of a game of being up, or not even being up, just staying consistent and hanging with the team. Anson, you've watched this team both from the bench and as a player on the court, and now in your first year as an analyst with us here on BYU TV, and it's it's always difficult to say goodbye to a season. So for those three seniors that are having played their final game and aren't going to be able to put on the uniform again, what kind of emotions are they going through right now? It's, it's bittersweet. I know that's an, a generic answer, but it really is because you're excited for the next phase of life and basketball because I think all three of these guys can play again on another level of some sort. Um, but it's the fact that oh, I won't play in a BYU jersey again that's – kind of saddening it's you, you always I think when I walked off the floor that last time my senior year it didn't dawn on me that I won't play for BYU again it, that didn't dawn on me for a while and uh it just kind of I think over the summer it kind of hit me oh I I don't have another game coming in the fall you know this is it that was it that was my last game in March so um you, you're excited for the opportunities that these guys will have in the future but uh the fact that I won't, you won't play again is, you know, it's something you have to kind of deal with. One of the three seniors, Nate Austin, spoke with Dave McCann in Madison Square Garden following the loss last night. And Anson, I'm interested to hear your take on his emotions and what he has to say. So let's uh, listen to that interview with Dave McCann and Nate Austin right now. All right, it's finally over. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, tough, tough loss, tough way to go out, but uh, I was happy that we battled back as a team, that we, you know, that our, our team made it a game, and you know, it's, it's kind of been the story all year. You know, we, we get down, we battle back, and we make it a game at the end, and uh, you know, I, I was proud of the group of guys that we, you know, in that locker room, and we always battling, always fighting back, and always making it a game. What was the mood there in the locker room afterwards as this team got together for the last time? Oh, uh, you know, I think I was kind of, you know, Kind of shocked a little bit. You know, it's it's over. You know, it's a great run. You know, a great great season. You know, it really started in you know, June, July when our team started you know preparing for Spain and 
it's been a long season, and so you guys are tired. But um, you know, it's I mean, our our team would love to play at least you know at least one more. But you know, just it's kind of shocking, kind of kind of sad that it's over. Been a lot of players in BYU history, a lot of them. No one's played in more games than you. Are you tired? Of course, I'm tired. We're always tired, but you know, it's yeah. I, I, I've loved my time here. I, I, I love the chance I've had to represent BYU. You know, I, as a kid, I grew up a huge BYU fan, and so this, these last four or five years, I've you know, I've lived my dream, and I've, I've I've loved every second of it. For the rest of your life, you'll be an alum and a former player. That's that's, that's weird to think, man. I'm, I'm not that old. I, I, I feel like old people are alum, but I guess not. I'm an alum almost now. Are you saying I'm old? Uh, I'm not saying that, but you know, older people. All right. Nate, thank you. Thank you. Nate Austin with Dave McCann in Madison Square Garden. And, uh, you know, obviously emotional. Um, I talk, lived my dream. Talk about a guy that yeah. is BYU through and oh through. Oh, my gosh. Anson. Like no other. I mean. Yeah. What, what, what kind of a person, for those that don't know Nate well, Anson, what kind of a teammate and person was he? I mean, Nate's not just a BYU basketball player. He's the biggest football fan that you're running to, volleyball fan that you're running to, baseball fan. He's just BYU through and through. I think that's a, a guy that <laughs> – you know, he literally bleeds blue um, in every aspect. And he, he's just a great teammate. You know, he, he never cared about his personal stats. He always cared about winning at the end of the day. And that's what you want out of a teammate and a friend. I think he's the consummate uh, everyman. Because people don't relate to Kyle Collinsworth. They're not 6'6", 220, 12 triple doubles. <laughs> you know what I mean? People don't relate to Chase Fisher making hundreds of three-pointers for BYU. They relate to a guy like Nate Austin, although his physical ability is unique. He's 6'11", 7 foot. He, was on, he wasn't on scholarship this year. He came back, still wanted to be on the team as a walk-on. He could have said, you know what, I'm done, I'm good. He came back. He didn't even start most of the season as a senior. So talk about taking you know, a piece of humble pie. But yet he wanted to be on this team and contribute. And, and like Dave said, no one in BYU history has played more games than Nate Austin. He also has a foul record, which we uh, highlighted. So he's in the books forever. But, yeah, I've, been, I've enjoyed Nate Austin because he's always been candid. He's always been fun. Another one of those lone peak guys from that pipeline. One well. of the greatest offensive rebounders in BYU basketball totally. history Second as well. to Kyle Collinsworth, by the way, yeah. in, in BYU basketball history. So we've talked about the legacy of Nate Austin a little bit. Now for a guy that you were roommates with and our roommates with again now, and that's Chase Fisher. What legacy does he leave at BYU after playing for two years? Uh, one of the great shooters, one of the great shooters of BYU seen, and I know there's been so many, but he ranks at the, one of the top because he did it in such a short fashion. Having scored a thousand points or over a thousand points in two years, that's an incredible feat, and it just shows the the, the work ethic that he has and the skill set that he brought to this team. He was just a three point shooter last year, I think. I think that this year he became a scorer. He became a scorer. Oh, he, he became B- multi. He led BYU in yeah. scoring. Yeah, and I've just noticed that I have like. 18 hairs sticking way up in the back well, of my head. Well, well, well. So you had hair in the <laughs> army shirt, and now I have hair sticking up. I need to get a haircut. I'm getting one this afternoon for the Y Awards. Focus, Jerem. Okay, we're good now. I can't focus when I look that weird. Jeez. <laughs> no one said weird. this to me until this moment. They're, we're showing B-roll, giving me a chance to fix it on TV. Kyle Collinsworth, <laughs> Chase Fisher's teammate. <laughs> 12, 12 triple doubles. It's... I mean, pick pick your topic when you want to talk about what Kyle Collinsworth leaves behind at BYU. But Anson, what will you remember most about Collinsworth? The versatility, by far. Um, will BYU get another guy as versatile as Kyle Collinsworth? We'll wait to see. But you're losing a chunk from just one player. 
you know, that's points, that's rebounds, that's assists, that's steals. I mean, that, he's at the top of the list in almost every category. And that'll hurt to, to try and find a guy to fill that spot. It may take a couple guys to, to just contribute in his numbers. But, I mean, just a, a great career, great guy, a winner. You look at the amount of games that he's won and the success that he's had, uh, it shows us the type of person that he is and the type of player he is. He just knows how to win. We met Kyle Collinsworth, I think, 10 years ago. When we started doing uh, Provo High School games on a little station in Provo called iProvo, he was 5'9", and he didn't play on the varsity team <laughs> he his freshman year. He was 14 years old. Yeah. His freshman year, he won a state title with Brandon Davies and Adam Law, who now plays minor league for the Dodgers. It's been a long time with him. It's been unbelievable to watch his development as a role player starter on the Jimmer Fredette senior season. You, you were teammates, Anson. You were redshirting that year when he was a freshman. You were both freshmen, I guess, together. Yeah. Then after his mission, he tears his ACL in the WCC championship game. And then the next two years, he's arguably the best player in the West Coast Conference. The next two years. This year, formally granted the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, but all-time leading rebounder, all-time leading assist man, 12 triple-doubles, six more than anyone else in NCAA history. I mean, that is unbelievable. I, I am hesitant to quickly uh, you know, put aside what he did and look at next year's team and go, they're going to be better. I, I think that they will be, but I'm hesitant to, to go there because, like you said, you lose an amazing, an amazing point guard who, yes, he couldn't shoot, but he was great at everything else. West Coast Conference Player of the Year, all-time leading rebounder and assister at BYU, 12 triple-doubles. I mean, talking about a guy that will be in the BYU record books probably forever, at least to some degree. He's yeah. kind of like, in terms of statistics, kind of like Jim McMahon. He, he's just yeah. hit a bunch of numbers in that BYU record book. Not in the NCAA. Well, he has one that's crazy <laughs> That'll in the stand NCAA. For NCAA. Yes. A yeah. long period of time. All-time leading rebounder assist? I'd, I'd, I'd love to know. I don't know who's going to take the time to look this up. No one's going to do it. <laughs> what school has an all-time leading rebounder and assist? Man, it's the same guy. Who has that? Who has that? That's crazy. Kyle Collinsworth has it. <laughs> Anson, now as we start to turn the page, and we're trying to put a bow on this season, and it was really enjoyable, what do you expect from BYU basketball moving forward now that the Lone Peak 3 and Peyton Dastrup is coming on from his mission as well? So you'll have Eric Mika, Nick Emery, Yoli Child. TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, the Deseret News Player of the Year in the state of Utah, and ESPN Top 50 guy. I mean, they're, the talent, it would seem on paper, is as high as it's ever been at BYU. So what are your expectations? Um, I, don't, I don't think they'll, they'll disappoint as far as expectations go, especially the Lone Peak guys. Um, we got a glimpse of what Mika could do, Eric Mika could do. We saw what Nick did this past year. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how TJ plays, but I think I expect them all to have really great careers. And I, I anticipate um, the bigs for BYU to ha- contribute a lot more this coming year. Um, you know, there, it was pretty sporadic this year with um, with the bigs we had with Jamal and Kyle Davis and Nate and Corbin. You know, they had their glimpses where they've had you know success and had great games, but it wasn't as consistent as you would have liked. And I would love to have seen that going along with the great guard play that we've seen from from BYU this year with Chase and Kyle and Nick and Zach. Um, but I fully expect a full team and a well balanced offense next year. Just make sure you have a nice welcome home sign for Chase. Okay. See, I. I can't because he it won't be enough for him. You know, it's never it's never enough. You know, if I have three balloons kind of waiting for him, he's gonna be mad that there's not four. 
Or if there's music playing, he's going to be mad there's not like a band there waiting for him to play, you know, to walk into the house. So it's never enough. So I just don't, don't do anything. I may not even be there when he gets back <laughs> just because. I may have a sign that says like, clean your room or something. <laughs> a little sticky note or something. <laughs> <laughs> Clean oh, the kitchen while you're back, you know? That's Welcome fantastic. home. Do some work. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have practice. Welcome home, Chase. You have time to do your homework and clean your room. <laughs> and it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for hanging out with us for the past couple of days. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Captain Sweater, baby. What stands out most to you from this BYU basketball season? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Laser Sheeps as triple doubles. That record is going to stand forever. Maybe. Dave McCann joins us next as he wraps up a trip to New York and the NIT semifinals. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you want to get great content and behind-the-scenes content, follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. Well, obviously on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we're on Snapchat as well under BYUSN. All, all the good stuff is on that Snapchat. It's behind the scenes. We're telling you all the secrets of the show. Every single Every one single of them. Every single secret is on Snapchat. Including how Jerem fixes his hair during the break. I don't. Anson Weiner gave you some great advice as you uh, walk, said, as wear walked hat. out of the city. He said, wear a hat, Jerem. We got a hat. I'm Just no, go I'm, with a hat. I'm not wearing it right now. <laughs> Maybe later. BYU basketball, the season coming to an end last night in the NIT semifinals in Madison Square Garden. 72-70, lost to Valparaiso. The Cougars finished the season with 26 wins and 11 losses. Only one of those losses by double digits. Kyle Collinsworth finished with 20 points, 5 boards, 5 assists, 5 steals. So what a finish for him. He was named an AP Honorable Mention All-American yesterday as well. TJ Haas returned from his mission to Lyon, France yesterday. He tweeted, quote, I'm back. And he is. Good to have TJ back. We're trying to get him in the studio as soon as possible. Like, tomorrow. That's not going to happen, probably. Give him a couple days, right? Yeah. Contract details to the BYU and Virginia game in football were uh, series were obtained by FBSchedules.com. Boils down to this. BYU gets two home games without having to pay Virginia to come to Provo. Thank you, Bronco. Virginia pays BYU 450000 to travel to Charlottesville, plus an extra 250000 for the contract change. The third game is scheduled for November 1st, uh, 2025. So, 650000 there, plus the 300000 BYU saved by busing to Vegas. So like a million bucks hey, Bronco basically go, left man. BYU. Nice gifts from Bronco. Dave McCann is our next guest and joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, BYU TV play-by-play specialist. He was the courtside reporter from Madison Square Garden last night. Dave, nice to have you back on the show. How are you feeling after a whirlwind trip uh, that's not quite over yet? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's the best weather day of the week here in New York, and it's the day we are going to uh, leave it and uh, and head home. The team flew out a few hours ago. They're probably over Nebraska right now, uh, heading for uh, heading for Salt Lake City. And yeah, it is over. Uh, but today, as we got out, went to breakfast. It, it felt a lot like yesterday and the day before. It's seasons come and seasons go, and and the beat goes on. It's what makes uh, sports great, and uh, just kind of. Well, it sure enhances our, our, our life, and it's been a fun season. We got a, a vibe of what the uh, team was like with, from your interviews with Kyle Davis yesterday on our postgame show and then Nate Austin we heard a little earlier on the show uh, this morning. What, what was the overall vibe you got from the team as the season ended last night? I'll give you the, the best visual that, uh, that I had is I, I saw uh, Collinsworth uh, hobbling out of uh, Madison Square Garden with uh, both knees uh, iced 
taped ice bags taped on his knees as he was heading to the bus. And I thought, uh, now there's a guy who left it all out there uh, in his BYU career. And um, and then a bit later, we went out for some pizza, and the team was out on the street uh, uh, taking in some last-minute uh, New York experiences, and and uh, we're laughing and smiling. And this is such a this is such a big trip. And to make it to the semis of the NIT for this group has been has been fun. And uh, they lose by two. The Aztecs got blown out. Even those guys uh, later, uh, at, uh, once they got back to the hotel, and you know, they're all they know each other, and coaches know each other. And yeah, the game didn't go like they wanted. But this New York experience is uh, is such a big deal that uh, I think they're all uh, leaving pretty good, feeling pretty good. We've seen some images that we're showing on BYU TV right now, one of Kyle Collinsworth embracing Dave Rose after the game was over, and then Dave congratulating Nick Emery and Zach Selyus, and then the three seniors at midcourt of Madison Square Garden. Is there a most memorable, I mean, I know you described the the scene of Kyle walking off with the ice packs on his knee, but... That's kind of a sad. That's kind of a sad take. Is there a, is there more a happy visual that you t- you take from Madison Square Garden last night? Well, it wasn't really a sad take. It was a uh, it was a warrior, you know, leaving yeah. the battlefield. Good point. And uh, you know, you, it was it, it it made you feel uh, proud of uh, of the program, the school, the the guys that uh, uh, the men and women that uh, put the jersey on and represent. And uh, you know, tough to feel bad. Uh, uh, you, you know, you, you you always want to win, and the euphoria that comes from that. But but after a few seconds, when the uh, game is decided, then you then the reality sets in, and you look around and you go, you know what? I'm proud of these these guys, and again, these men and women that represent us, and they represent the church and and everything that BYU stands for. And I thought one of the coolest things for me, I'd never been to Madison Square Garden. The lighting and the music, the presentation was just spectacular. And uh, uh, I woke up this morning thinking about, you know what? That really is one of the coolest places on earth. And I've been to a lot of them, and uh, I had never been to that one. Uh, and uh, well, it was spectacular. I wish anybody, everybody at some point can come and, and witness an event at uh, Madison Square Garden. You walk outside in the Empire State Building staring right at and, and you're in a unique place. Yeah, a couple years ago, I, I paid a, a pretty penny, and it was worth every penny to see a Knicks-Pacers playoff game. That was amazing. I, I looked at the scoreboard last night from some pictures and video. It looked just like the scoreboard BYU has in the Marriott Center. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, I think it's the same group that uh, that put it together. And uh, pretty good. You know, when when I'm when we're at BYU games, we're usually working, and so. I, I don't really notice that. At last night, I took it all in, and and those video boards are awesome. They really enhance the the experience. And then when the George Washington band members jumped up in front of me, I could look up and at least see what was going on uh, in those final <laughs> seconds of the ball game. So I was very grateful for the big jumbo screens last night. Dave McCann with us on BYU Sports Nation was courtside last night at Madison Square Garden for the NIT semifinal. Dave, as we turn the page to next season. And I know it's, it's kind of hard to do that just one day later, but there is a lot of excitement surrounding the future of BYU basketball. How much improvement do you expect from BYU from one season this to the next? It's hard to say because this group, uh, 26 wins with this group and how they got there has been pretty impressive, uh, especially when you consider that the center position, Kafusi uh, and Austin, um, you know, they, they combined for an average of eight points a game, and yet they still won 26 
games. Last night, they had five points together, 11 rebounds, two turnovers in 29 minutes, and they only lost by two. You shore up that position, and, um, and, and who knows? Had they been able to do that this year in all those close games that you mentioned a, a few moments ago, we might be talking about a whole different story. But uh, in that area, I think they'll be much better. Um, and I, and I, I think, uh, you know, Fisher's outside shooting will be tough to replace, but T.J. Haas is a spectacular shooter. Uh, Kyle and all that he does will be tough, but uh, Nick Emery and Elijah Bryant, we've heard a lot of good things. He practices well. We've been watching him in practice all year. Uh, those guys will bring their weapons to the table. Kyle Davis told us after the game when he was on live with us that, uh, you know, he's going to work off summer on finishing at the rim. If he does that, then uh, would, what would he be, the fourth or fifth option in that offense? All of a sudden, that's a really, really good group. And then Dastrup and Childs coming off the bench. Um, I think they start on the road to the Final Four next year. I, I'm not sure which year they're going to get there, but there's two things to look at. That starting group and the fact that Larry Kraskoviak is running the opposite direction as fast as he can tells me that that BYU is putting together something special. It's like Dave Rose is taking the Swiss cheese off his sandwich and he's putting on a slice of American cheese with no holes in it. And, uh, and I think it's going to be a much more enjoyable sandwich. That's some sharp cheese that BYU has rocking. I like pepper jack, but I get the whole I get the whole idea. Yeah, I figured you were a pepper jack. <laughs> Dave, thanks for the time. Uh, we appreciate your efforts and work in New York City, and we wish you safe travels back to the great state of Utah. Thanks, guys. It's been fun being on. Dave McCann on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Dave did a really nice job in New York. It was fun to talk to him the last three days. Great coverage there uh, with our crew out there. Yeah, there are a lot of people that expect great things at BYU. I, I, I am hesitant, though, to say those words, Final Four with BYU. I, I, I don't want to heap expectation like that, although the fans expect greatness and BYU expects, hey, we can do something we've never done. BYU has the most tournament NCAA tournament appearances of any team that's never made the Final Four. Do I don't want to go there yet. Are they Sweet 16 expectations, let's do, though? Let's do Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Up next, Guard Young of BYU Gymnastics gets ready for regionals in Minneapolis. He joins us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you ever miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Mountain Time. And check us out Saturday, live edition, uh, Saturday edition of the show, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, our uh, countdown to General Conference special. Uh, the content will have very little to do with General Conference, but it's an hour before, and we like to joke that it's a pregame show. Other S. Gifford Nielsen will join us. Uh, that's Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. At Toby Mack answers our Twitter question of the day, which is, what stands out most to you from this BYU basketball season? He says, despite the inconsistencies throughout the season, our boys never gave up and were never blown out. He also said the word resilience. They lost one game by double digits, and that was 11 points. That's pretty crazy. Uh, of all, you played 37 games? Is that the number? Yeah. You played 37 games? Lost wow. one by double digits. At Biggie521 says, Zach's shorts for sure. <laughs> No complaints there, We'll have to man. work that into the Y Awards tonight, <laughs> since they'll be there tonight. Joining us now in Studio B is the head coach of BYU Women's Gymnastics, Guard Young. Guard, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks for having me. Getting ready for a trip to Minneapolis. Uh, what is Besides gymnastics, what is the go-to thing in Minneapolis, Minnesota? 
The Mall of America, uh, we, maybe? We already have a trip planned as soon as we <laughs> land. That's, that's where we're taking the girls because that's where they want to go. I would also, yeah, I, I would also like to commend you for outstanding celebrations, by the way, this season. You're, you're, you're the anti-Jetty. Your exuberance is notable and really fun to watch. You know, I live every, every routine that those girls do. I'm like in it. It's like it throws me back to the glory days of when I was a player, and, and I just love it. Is there, um, you know, you transition from athlete to coach, and it's, and it's been a while, but how, how do you get kind of the same joy and the same competitive spirit out of that angle of it? Like, like I said, every time that they salute and go, it throws me back to my, my playing days. And it's like, and I get to do it 24 times because there's 24 routines in a meet. So for me, it's like I got to compete 24 times. Do you have all of their routines memorized as well as they do? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's, that takes some amazing mental capacity. Do you not get worn out by that? It, it, it is exhausting at the end of the meet. You know, your feet hurt so much because you're up and down on those mats and you're jumping around. It's my feet that just killing me at the end of the end of the night. Man. So maybe some good orthotics in <laughs> there. Get some good <laughs> shoes. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're jumping around. Uh, it, it's uh, been a tradition of BYU to make it to NCAA regionals. Yet again, you're there. So congratulations on that. What do you, what do you expect uh, from your team this Saturday in Minneapolis? Again, our, our focus is always going to be hits and sticks, uh, 24 routines in a meet, 24 hits. And we're going to try to get about 12 to 14 sticks. That's a good meet. Um, at the conference where we had our highest score, we had 100% hit. That was great to see them on that trajectory. I think we're going to see another performance like that. Four sticks in a meet. So for us, you know, we, we left a point on the table just because we had those little movement of the feet. So if we can just get in that rhythm, you know, sticking is so hard. It, it, you can't focus on it. If you focus on it, you're going to miss it. You got you to throw your body up in the air. You got to be in the right position. You got to come down and be in, in a, an opportunity to stick. And then if you're there, you know, hang on to it. I think we just found a new show theme. Or motto, hits and sticks. Oh, oh I, I love, love it. it. I, I love, love it so much. Sticks. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we need T-shirts to... maybe for us? Three? Hashtag it. <laughs> <laughs> hits and sticks, baby. Guard Young, head coach of BYU Gymnastics with us in Studio B. Mackenzie Halliday, let's talk about hits and sticks. She has been nails basically all season. has been very good. And to see the transformation. She was good last year, but she's taken it to that next level, her senior campaign. What makes her such a special gymnast? You know, she brings that level of professionalism in the, in the gym every day. Just not, you know, game day, not not at the tournament time. It's every day in the gym. And I I really think she's been the big big surprise. You know, I knew how good she was when I first got here. And I was a little bit worried about that, you know, that pushback of we never used to do it this way or that's not how I'm comfortable. None of that from her. Just complete professionalism, 100% buy-in. And then she's upgraded difficulty. You know, she's 22 years old, which is, you know, an old person for our sport. Right. And, um, you know, she's twisting a, a full twisting double back on floor. New skill. She's probably trained that for about 10 years. And she now finally put it in her floor routine. She's twisting full twisting double off of the uh, bars. She's actually training a harder vault. It's not ready for competition. If, if we could get her another year, compliance, find her another year yeah, for please. me. Um, she'd be doing a one and a half twister off of vault. So, wow. you know, but, but we're pushing that envelope. And, and I think it's great. And that's what's fun about the sport. So I'm, I'm going in and I'm encouraging these kids. You know, let's just do these big tricks. And, and we'll compete them when they're ready. But let's have fun with them as well. Guard, as you've taken over the gymnastics program, where do you feel like you've made the, the biggest impact or maybe changes uh, as the new head coach? 
You know, every program, every coach and every program is different. Uh, I'm coming over from the University of Oklahoma. We've had a lot of success there. I was a men's coach. So to come over and to jump into women's, I'm, I'm bringing, you know, maybe some of that men's side with me. Uh, and I'm really proud of just how everyone's accepted it. You know, they just, all right, let's do it. All right, coach, you just lead us the way. And, and with, my, with my coaching staff, who are all former players at BYU, it feels a little bit about like the football staff right now where we're just all 100% you know, BYU, we know what it's like to be here as a player. We know what it's about. Um, and it's more than just athletics. Uh, and the fact that we can walk the walk and talk the talk as well. So, I was about to say, they're all Polynesian? Is that what you, <laughs> they like the football stuff? Yeah. Yeah, 300-pound beam workers. Don't you love it? Do you, since you were in Oklahoma for a while, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night with Boomer Sooner, Sooner in your head? Because they play it so much, right? Yeah, one of the iconic things. You know, it, it grows on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had a great op, great time there, and, and I and I truly miss it. And but I'm I'm happy to be here. It does feel like coming home. I have family in the area. I've been living with my mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad, for the for the basement for the last last ten months. Uh, <laughs> the gymnastics coach living with his mom and dad. That's great. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, and you know, uh, it feels like coming home though. So it really did. You know, Oklahoma was great to me. I miss it. They're doing awesome. Both teams, men and women, are ranked number one. The favorites to to win the nationals this year. But uh, you know, maybe I can bring some of that sooner magic here to BYU. Guard, do they charge you rent? Your parents. No, actually. That's they, very that's, nice yeah. of Wayne. That's good, nice. good move, yeah. Wayne. That's a nice move yeah. by your dad. <laughs> Guard Young with us in Studio B talking BYU gymnastics as they move forward to regionals in Minneapolis, Minnesota this Saturday. It's all about individual events. And uh, in one particular meet that uh, I had the opportunity to call this year on BYU TV, I mean, BYU was pacing for like a 196.6 or 7. Then there were just some, some stumbles on, on the vault. And I don't know if that was something that, that you witnessed over the course of the season, but it, it seemed like bars were there, uh, vault was there. Sorry, I meant beam. Beam uh, had some falls, and the floor was, was really strong. So for, if you kind of sum it up in one meet, like do you want to get better in beam more than any other event, or, or how do you see that as the coach? You know, yeah, we, we put a lot of emphasis on the balance beam. That that makes or breaks the meet. Uh, at a conference meet, we started on the balance beam. Really? And so for us to be like, you know, and we embraced it. We were like, yes, if we can go out and get through beam, we're off to the races. And we went up there six for six, boom. And you did it. And, and rest off to the races that way. Uh, you know, you did mention it just seemed like every meet this year, we just had that one event. We just we, – we, what was nice, we kept changing it around. So one day it'd be floor, next meet it'd be vault. <laughs> we, we picked a meet, the, the event that I coached, the bars. It's like, okay, we're going to screw up bars this meet. Um, but that's part of the training plan. We don't peak at meets uh, until the very end. So my whole training cycle has been to peak at the end. Uh, and, and that's what we've done so far. It's working. I think we've had, our, like I said, our highest meet at conference, uh, which I think benefited us, the fact that we had uh, – you go from two judges every meet to four, and the parity kind of evens out because you can have this crazy judge who judges one team high and one team low. Their scores get thrown out, and so there's some parity more in the middle. So I think you're going to see us uh, as more of a threat, I think, when we, we add those extra scores because mm. that one cuckoo judge, uh, you know, score gets thrown out. So Six teams in the regional, top two uh, advance to uh... – the, the NCAA championship. So good luck this Saturday. We appreciate you coming Thank in, you. I, and, and, and I know you guys got to go, but hey, <laughs> we start on vault 
and we follow the number one team in the country, Florida, who's won the last three national championships. For us to ride their coattails, they're going to do a performance, and then we're going to match their performance. Awesome. So Hits and sticks, baby. Hits I love sticks. it. Hits Let's and sticks. Guard, always a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck in Minneapolis. Thanks, guys. BYU Gymnastics on the rise. Up next, the Cougar whip around, including a number one team on BYU's campus. Laying the smackdown again. I can see gymnastics rolling through the Mall of America like the Mighty Ducks on roller skates this Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Just be safe. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU. Their season comes to an end last night in the NIT semifinal. 72-70 loss to Valparaiso. The Cougars finished the season 26-11. Kyle Collinsworth was named an AP Honorable Mention All-American. Football. Listen to these contract details for BYU and Virginia. tape obtained by FBSchedules.com. BYU getting two home games without having to pay Virginia any money to come to Provo. In turn, Virginia paying BYU $450K to travel to Charlottesville. Plus two hundred fifty thousand additional dollars for the contract change. Thank you for the seven hundred thousand dollars and a third game schedule for twenty twenty five in Provo. Women's basketball. Lexi Rydalch is going to Houston today to participate in the three point shootout on ESPN tomorrow night. Jimmer, Fredette, and the Westchester Knicks clinched a spot in the D League playoffs. Their first in franchise history. The Dub Knicks take on the Fort Wayne Mad Ants tonight at seven Eastern. Rugby. BYU beat San Diego State and the show 71 to nothing yesterday. Yep. They take on Utah in the Wasatch Cup Friday, 9 Eastern time at Southfield. Track and Bill. The men's and women's teams in Austin, Texas for the Texas Relays events start today and run through Saturday. Future guests on the show include our Y Awards winners, which Jeremy and I are hosting tonight. Can't wait, man. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jeremy? The three seniors, Kyle Collins with Chase Fisher and Nate Austin for BYU Basketball. Thank you for the memories. Play the the piano music. Great stuff. (laughs) Our elite tweet answering what stands out most to you from this BYU basketball season comes from at Fanatic. Along with the amazing highs and heartbreaking lows, Chase's God Guns in America, Zach's Short Shorts, and Nate's Fouls. (laughs) Nate's Fouls, come on. (laughs) You can blame our show for all of those. (laughs) Show on demand. Check it out on, po- on the podcast on iTunes for Jeremy. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Robbie Reed.